The following program was recorded on an earlier date for presentation at this time. It's time for good beer, great friends, and pure 100% fun. This is Tavern Cast. Welcome back to TavernCast. This is Season 5. I am your host, Bryce. It's really just Season 5. It is just well, Season 5. This is Infernal up. Bill. <laughs> this is Mike. Wait a minute. Why am I Infernal Bill? You guys are Bryce and Mike. Wait, should I be Hawkeye? I'm yeah. This is Hawkeye. This right, is yeah. Aloysius. There we go. Now I feel Wait, so much better. Wait, are we going to stick with those names then? Is that sure. what we're doing? I am. I thought, I thought we actually we're going to decide this on the show right now. Are we moving away or coming back? What are I'm we doing? coming back. I like Infernal Bill. Mike? I mean, Hawkeye. But you have Bill in your name. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't count. Look, so man, be just because Mike. I chose wisely and you chose Hawkeye, you so know, I could be can't... Hawk Mike. Hawk this Mike. Is Hawk Mike. <laughs> Hawk Mike. Actually, Hawkeye takes a whole new level Mike now guy. after the Avengers. Now you're like super yeah. popular. At first, you were a MASH character. Yeah. And now right. you're like, I'm a superhero. superhero. Right. right on. Yeah. Who's doinking um, Scarlett Johansson? Nice. So, doesn't, it's not all bad. Who's wise now? <laughs> I had to teach her a lot. So welcome back to TavernCast with your hosts, Infernal Bill, Hawkeye Mike, and Eloysius Bryce. Wait, what? aren't I Infernal Bill Bill? <laughs> because then if, right? I mean, if you're saying the name and then the name. Well, you're Infernal, and now you're, so you're Infernal Bill. No. Do you ever, do you even listen to the show? I'm Infernal Bill. And so maybe, then. Maybe you should be Irrelevant Bill. <laughs> Because maybe you should be shut your pie hole, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> maybe be STFU new Bill. Hi, this is shut your pie hole, Bill. <laughs> Infernal William, destroyer of podcasts. And believe it or Having not, we're recording week. another episode of Taverncast. When you hear the tone, it will be exactly time to get a drink. Just a little drink. Any little drink will do. It really goes down easy. Before the evening ends, we'll be the best of friends. It's time to get a drink or two. What are we drinking? drinking? All right, beer of the show, rapid fire. We are drinking... In English, in in American English, we are drinking Duchess de Bourgogne. Bourgogne. Duchess de Bourgogne. But in the appropriate pronunciation of this beer, we are drinking a beer called Duché de Bourgogne. <laughs> and it is actually Duché. not French. It is oh. Belgian. It is a uh, Flanders red, uh, which is out of the family Flemish sour, and it's from Belgium. And it is a beer uh, that is aged in oak casks, and it's allowed to sour because it's in the cask for a while. Gross. And this is a beer that's um, Mike and I actually have had a have lot we? of. Yeah, well, you've had the Duchess before. Oh, I'm sorry, the Duché before. It's, does it, does it's it kind of like douche de I was going to say, does it taste like a Duché? No, you've had it. as soon as you have it, you'll know it, and you'll know that you loved it. Okay. Um, we've had it at Ashley's before, but never reviewed it at Ashley's. I don't recognize the bottle. Because we've we never had a bottle, bottle at the Ash. Yeah. Um, so this is Bill. Have you ever had? Um, do you no. drink Belgian ales at all, or do you only drink what we give you to drink on the show? I pretty <laughs> much only drink what you give me to drink on the show. Though I think when you say a Belgian ale, I think there's that Belgian pale ale I've had before, or the wheat beer. Whenever mm-hmm. I think of Belgian ale, it's always like wheat beer. 
Like Blue Moon? Yeah, Blue Moon. Isn't that a Belgian? Blue, Blue Moon is like a mass-produced White. Belgian vit, but yeah, yeah. sort of. That's, that is what sort the people... Of. I mean, that's like the national drink of Belgium, though, right? Blue no. Moon. Everybody is... Probably not. I, you know, when I go to no, Belgium, I'm looking forward to going to the home of Blue Moon and just drinking up. I think you're probably just loving some wheat beer. Now, right now, you're irrelevant. Bill. Did Belgium yeah. Belgium get taken over by Germany in World <laughs> War Two? Don't know. Mm. You know, because it's kind of funny. Because the full Blue Moon, based on what Bill's saying, is a national drink of Belgium. Blue Moon's made by Coors, which is owned by Germans, which would oh. kind of be funny if it was. Wow. Uh, wow. Too soon. See. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> So this is a uh, this is an interesting beer. Um, Modin it's, comes it's a back sour. with a vengeance. That's all I gotta say. Um, so Mike and I have um, because we don't have the proper glassware for this. This 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 beer should be drinking in or drank drank drunken drinking drunken snuff. <laughs> it should be it should be imbibed out of a fluted um, tulip glass. So one of those glasses that's like big on the bottom. Take it. What's uh, how can oh go ahead go ahead Bill because how can you resist a term like that and go fluted tulip glass. <laughs> you, you are like a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> I am you a 15-year-old really you know? boy. <laughs> it's like we give you like regular things to talk about, and you're just like, fart! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta drink... Hey, look, man, you're the one talking about drinking Duchess beer out of a fluted... What did you say? Fluted tulip glass. Why, tulip glass. You know, why, why do you always have to be the butt of all the jokes? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually douche out of a fluted tulip glass. <laughs> uh, there you go. I laugh at what I find funny, and you can laugh at what you find funny. So anyways, we're drinking out of Scotch, Glencairn Scotch glasses, because that's what we got. Jeez. And for fun, I've got, um... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Douche, so, and, I've got, and I've got room temperature douche. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, because I'm just be, drinking it out of a Pilsner glass, out of, yeah, like, well, a regular... Well, um, so the difference would be, uh, in the smell department. The smell is actually meant to, it's gonna push it up in the top of the glass. Plus, which the top of the glass makes like a giant head on this thing. Go ahead, Bill. Just go I, ahead. I Two the glass, douche head. head. Just please. I love my douche with a lot of head. <laughs> <laughs> the head it's is like huge. <laughs> like this duchess has got a huge head. <laughs> we give you the information. We're going to review it based on, in this order, appearance, then smell, then taste, then mouthfeel. Yes, what it tastes like or what it feels like in your mouth. Mouthfeel. like pudding. Mouthfeel <laughs> feels just like a sausage, and then, and then and then we'll rate it uh, one star, which is poor, to five stars, which is a tavern cast class. I can guarantee you, my answer on mouthfeel for every single beer, it feels like beer. <laughs> I will tell you, by the way, that these um, these uh, review criteria are all based on the international beer tasting criteria for awarding beers medals so we are in a, in a sense like we were in napa that one time we were together we have like the taste du vines on right yeah. now yes. we are expert expert beer intelligentsia <laughs> we're just we really are to, we're just going to totally rape these standards and <laughs> absolutely for however we want to rate absolutely it. And right. it's one to five i thought we went to a one to ten did we yeah we, we can do it to it. ten if you want i don't, I don't care it's no different because we always just sat around seven, eight, nine. So let's just go one to five, right, one and, to five. you know, we'll do a point. That's easy for Bill point. to understand, too. All right, okay, so let's go with appearance <laughs> first. So everyone, state the, your opinion on the, the appearance. the glow of the monitor. Well, now, I, in order to have an opinion, I have to, you know, 
What is it supposed to look like? Okay, so let me let, let's let's talk about that for a sec. So appearance, the, the one thing that you look for in appearance in a beer is you can kind of tell what it might taste like based on what it is. So looking at Duché, um, you can tell that it's a red. It looks like a red. It's far more it's red, red, than red than it's brown. Exactly. Um, and you can tell it's a little cloudy, which means it's yeasty. And if it's yeasty, it's a you can yeasty. It, you can expect Duché. it's a yeasty Duché that and has head and with head with head and it's got. Um, if it's yeasty, you're going to bet that it's going to be more sour, um, and that tells you a lot about what it is. Sour, yeasty, and a tulip glass. But sa- Somebody okay. needs some penicillin. We are 10 for 10. But, <laughs> sa- but sour is not like sour, sour. Sour is actually kind of sweet. Well, it tends like. to turn that way, yeah. But really? this, actually, this is all super malted, which is another reason why I remember you really liked it. Oh, okay. We had it for the first time in Ashley's. We were, oh, oh, I do remember awesome. this now. This is the one that the uh, unusual. The, the woman recommended. The woman Duche. Shocking, shocking that a woman would right. recommend Duche. It's Duchesne. tied all together right yeah. now. Um, so give it a smell. <laughs> what do you smell? Don't be a prick. Or uh, be a prick. That's your job. See, I get like vinegar, like almost balsamic vinegar off of it. Yeah, I can. I can get. I, I get. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, it I doesn't get, smell like a beer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's sort of like um, I don't want to say like a cherry or like a honey sort of. It it, it, it smells sort of like it's going to be a citrusy, fruity, maybe like the sourish side of a citrus. Right. I wanted to say I was getting like almost fermented lemon. Yeah. Right. Oh, mm. interesting. It smells a little rotten. I mean, to be honest, that's kind of what it smells like. Uh, it smells like I'm not sure that I'd want to drink this. Like if you, I if this was to say fermented. Though. There you go. If, if you put it up to your, if it was milk, would you drink this? No. Um, <laughs> if my milk is red like and sour <laughs> and douchey, I'd make my kid drink it first, and then if that. <laughs> well, hey kids, how about some yeasty milk? <laughs> that is why you have kids. It's <laughs> to test all the bad food. It's like the king's taste. If they survive, they are stronger. Yeah, you know, if we've got sour milk, I just put a little chocolate in it. It's just as good. <laughs> it just takes that color away. That's right. No all right, so um, do taste and uh, mouthfeel, I guess, at the same time. Mouthfeel is mm. only important because mm. as you taste enough beers, what you'll get is that some maltier beers, um, heavier beers, will actually almost have like a... Like, okay, Boddington's, right? Bill, you've had Boddington's, yes? I, yes, absolutely. You know how creamy Boddington's is absolutely. in comparison to like a Pilsner, mm-hmm. and yet there's no cream in Boddington's. So right. Give it a taste and then tell us what you think. This is a... Um, this is shocking. The the taste is shocking, mm-hmm. but shocking in a like, like shocking described. in a mm, horrible sort of horrible. way. Oh, really? You don't like it? Horrible? Huh? Well, it, you know, you guys have introduced me to the whole world of lambics on the show, and for whatever reason, I think we've dr- we've Similar. drunk, drank, drinking, drank, we pounded, we've imbibed yeah. more of those than I think of anything else, and I I don't think I like them because it doesn't really taste like beer. It's sort of like a fruity, beery concoction, and this this tastes very much like a lambic to me. It's well, it's close because it's Belgian, and um, lambics are close to this. The only other thing, like the only other Belgian, I think we've had on the well, I think we had Delirium Tremens, and I think that's a Belgian. But we've also had Le Chouf, and I think you were not on the show when we had that, or were you? No, I think I was. I did have the Le Chouf. That was the one with the crazy elf on the bottle. Right, I think that's right. Are you thinking of the dwarf? <laughs> no, no, the dwarf. What well, the dwarf was like a, the Detroit dwarf. Yeah, that wasn't a, whatever. So you're not a big fan, huh? I know. I, I don't like. 
I like my beer to taste like beer. You know, then there are various types of beer, but this doesn't... Alambic is sort of an infusion, right? And and this tastes like that. There's too much um, citrus infused in the beer for me. Would you believe, though, there is nothing infused yeah, in this? this is not... An I can't believe it! You are... <laughs> get... What? I, I'm out of here! That That's unbelievable. I can't believe it. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Like, I understand what Bill's saying. He likes his beer. It tastes more like beer. This doesn't taste to me like a beer. I understand it is a beer, but it does bring back memories of the Lambic, which is fermented fruit, yeah. essentially. Um, and But it's it doesn't bother me. It's good. I mean, and I bet, I'm betting it packs a punch. The Duché is uh, actually one of my favorite beers of all time. This would wow. go on my top ten list. Really? This is, this is 12 proof. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, this is... I love this beer. You know, the other thing is... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt your love affair with the beer, but every time I take it... Because I'm interested to hear why you love it. Because I'm just not getting there right now. Because every time I take a sip of it, you know, like wine or or really anything you drink, you sort of... You take a a sniff first and and then you drink it. I can't get over the smell. The smell smell almost makes it worse. The thing... You you know what you ought to do is as the show goes on, I'll be be curious to see if your opinion changes. Because... Mm -hmm. Duché, like any good um, Flemish sour, is something that kind of grows on you as you drink it. First, at first sip, a lot of people react to it like, "Yeah, what the hell is this?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you like sour, like Sour Patch Kids, yeah. stuff like that? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't strike you as being like that. <laughs> I guess it does. You know, it probably has to do with my expectations, um, and my expectations are not to have a sour beer. Ah, so okay. if, if I get, but you're right. Like as the show goes on, as I get my expectation, as I get my mind adjusted around what to expect with this beer, I might enjoy it more. I'll tell you what. Um, what I found with this stuff over time is that um, this particular beer, and it might sound really counterintuitive, but it's awesome with like uh, roasted meat, specifically beef. Um, it's really good with stew, like beef stew. And I'll tell you, it sounds nuts, but one of the best things I've ever had this with. There's a restaurant around here that does a um, peanut butter and uh, peanut butter cheeseburger. Basically, it's peanut butter and some I forget what the cheese is, but um, it's awesome. It's peanut butter on a burger, and they they specifically pair it with Duché, and it's awesome. You know, what I bet this would be good with gizzards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did that. We Mike, went there. T- yeah, to tell the story. <laughs> we went to Gizzard City in, uh, what, Potterville? Isn't that where it was? Near Lansing, Michigan. Near Lansing, Michigan. And this was a sh- uh, uh, um, a restaurant that was featured on the Food Man Network. Versus food. Yep. And it's uh, famous for their fried gizzards and their deep-fried cheeseburgers, <laughs> of which Mike and I ordered both. And we can post pictures online for all you guys that don't believe us, but... We did, and we. I, I fought through my. I don't think, Bray, I don't think you fought through yours. I think you. Uh, I didn't need it. Out. I didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah. I, I. I took a year off my life. It was great. It was fried gizzards. I love yeah. fried gizzards. This, oh. It sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. I actually, good? we 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 had those, and then with dipping sauces and stuff. And uh, bottom line is, we just ordered too many, which was a plate. Yeah. I think I think the gizzards <laughs> actually were better than the fried cheeseburger. Which was I don't know about that. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> okay. At some point, I got skeezy about the gizzard. I was eating gizzards, and I got a little skeezed out. All right, so quick review on um, uh, Duché de Bourgogne, a great Flemish sour that Bill hates. Uh, let's go around real quick. Rate it one to five. One star is poor. Five stars is a Tavern Cast Classic. Bill, or Mike, Bill, your mouth is full. Mike, go. <laughs> three. I'll give it a solid three. 
Okay, I'm going five stars. For me, this is a classic. One of the best beers ever. Wow. Jeez. I have to reserve judgment. Just because I'm... Uh, how about we get back to me towards the end of the show? I gotta finish it. Because otherwise, right now, I'm like a one. But I'll bet I might like it later. I will hit you up between the second and third topic about 25 minutes from now. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> He's got that sour beer face. Yeah. The brew question of the show. Quickly round the table. Here's the question, gentlemen. Will the label design or the beer name make you more prone to drink a beer that you see in a store? Have you ever selected a beer based solely on what's on the label, Mike? Yes. <clears throat> Honestly, yes. I've looked at the label, looked at it and said, that looks cool. Read more and said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll buy that. Marketing works. And that's if I don't have something else in mind that I want. Bill? I'm sorry. Infernal Irrelevant Bill. <laughs> Um, Sir, <laughs> certainly the the label doesn't really um, make a difference to me too much. The beer name obviously would. I am, um, you know, it, it tells me if I'm getting a craft beer or you know a German beer, of course. But I don't think that's what you mean. I think you mean if it's like, you know, kick ass beer or like super awesome, spectacular beer. You know, oh yeah, must have. Um, <laughs> Yeah, would be pro not to drink that. I bought I bought this yeah. six pack of you will definitely get laid by in this beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's Axe why we're beer. drinking douche in a fluted <laughs> tulip glass. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I have bought beer uh, almost exclusively on the label. I hate to admit it, but unless somebody's told me that a specific beer is really good, if the label is bland, I don't know what it is, but it's probably marketing. Yeah. Uh, well, I, mean, I just well, don't how buy else do you make a decision if you have no idea you're just looking yep. at beer. That is complete and utter horse. You so guys, if you had a bunch have, of I have bought beer bottles. that you I mean, look at this beer. You're telling me the labeling on this beer. I mean, it's like some chick looking at a bird kind of wondering, "What where did Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't have bought this. Where beer. is no, my I don't, man? I don't I don't know that I'll I bet my man is out drinking beer. Oh, little bird, bring my man back to me, the Duchess de Bourgney. Oh, please, dear bird, because my man is out there drinking copious amounts of beer while I'm sitting here all by myself with way too much makeup on and long-ass hair that needs to be cut that no man would ever want to pull. I'm just, I'm pointing at you with my left finger. You're not even paying attention to me, are you? You hate me. You just want an abortion, don't you? Yeah, that's fine. I want all you men want. You just love me and leave me. You want the little problem to go away. I see how it is. Oh, fine, little bird. Fine. Be that way. And I would never buy a beer that, that said that to me. <laughs> that said that to me, no. See, now I'm thinking of a new segment we need to do for each show, and it's like, Bill interprets beer labels. <laughs> Here's the label, and go. <laughs> Bill makes an audio drama out of beer labels.
It's time once again for the first time for TavernCast Geek Out. This is actually the segment that we'll be replacing our old segment called What Have We Been Doing? What Have We Been Doing? Oh, I love that segment. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> what Have We Been Doing? <laughs> so basically that's what this is, what we're going to do just so everybody knows in the future. We're not going to give you this intro again, so listen carefully. We're just going to go in a quick roundtable. Everybody's going to talk about something cool that they have seen or done or partaken of in the past couple of weeks and they're going to share it with you the listener and geek out about what the hell it is that they're talking about it can be anything any subject at all any genre uh it is not constrained bill is however not allowed to talk about real estate law or oh, come on or that was my topic airplane. damn it yeah or pretty much anything that he does you need <sighs> to be cool be cool yeah and he can't do it in a funny voice and so, first of all, the geek out of the week, starting the roundtable, will be Mr. Hawk Mike. Hawk Mike. Game of Thrones. Have you heard of this Ooh, show? Heard of it. Yep. Saw have it. Have you guys watched it? I watched have it. only gotten through the first episode. I've watched it. Through read now. the books. Oh, you read the books? Mm-hmm. Nice. Read all them all. Right. So, should I read the books? Because I've gotten totally into the series. I'm almost all the way up to the very last episode of season two, and it's gotten me back into... TV. Okay, so, so it just so before Mike continues, if anybody doesn't want to know any spoilers about Game of Thrones, maybe zoom forward about uh, three minutes. I wasn't going to give spoilers. Oh, okay, well, I will. Because that's not cool. Starbuck dies. Oh, <laughs> oh come bitch. on, dude. <laughs> you know, I still haven't seen the last episode of that. Then you, you still haven't? Oh, Some poor guy is I watched, going like... I watched the last episode and She dies on that Star. one, too. Yeah. She anyway, dies multiple times. She just disappeared. Right, she, she transcends oh, reality. That's a spoiler. It is. Any five years later. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in Lost? Does anyone want to talk about that? No one knows what happens in Lost. Even those that watched it. All right, so Game of Thrones. You dig it. Why? Yeah, it was just, it's really complex. There's all these different players, and, you know, I went back and even watched, like, the first episode, and you see all these things that you didn't catch on the first time through, because now that you know some of the history of everything that... There's a lot sense. of sex in that show. Yeah, it's I like every it. five minutes there's it's sex. Like girl on girl, yeah. A lot really of it, good. yeah. Mm-hmm. The midget guy with all those chicks. Lord Tyrion, man, he's a man. Yeah, yeah but you know yeah. what the problem is? Is that not all the sex is really good in that show. I mean, there's a lot of sex in it, but it's, some of it sort of skeeves you out. It's like people are a little bit, I don't know. It just seems a little bit wrong. And so- I was skeeved out mostly by the fact that there was so much sex. It actually bothered me a little bit. I was like, See? okay, See? I get the point. Can we finish? Like, I really like the story. But there was so much sex that I was like, so am I watching yeah, porn never, or never bothered I... by too much sex? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really doesn't really phase me too much. It's all fine. Fair. <laughs> the uh, it's interesting. Cause, uh, I've read now, the books. back to the lollipop posse. And... <laughs> <laughs> if you read the books, the books are very thick. Right, I mean they're huge, and it's very difficult to get through them, particularly if you haven't picked it up. But I think if you enjoy the show and you enjoy that sort of book generally, it's a good read through. The problem is there's no ending to it. Um, what happened is is that the guy who wrote it, George R. R. Martin, he he, you know, like any most of these authors, he starts out, he writes a really good series, he, he gets, you know, he's got great. Uh, momentum, it pretty much gets a trilogy uh, out under him, and then he becomes a New York bestseller uh, author, makes millions, and becomes fat and lazy. So then the fourth one took like years to come out. I think the fifth one came out, was it the fifth one or the sixth one? I think it's five and six. He split, or he, t- he split five into two books. So now, you, and, and like you have half the characters in one book and half the characters in the other book. So it's sort of become a whole cluster. F- this point but it's still worth it to read so keep with game of thrones if you so like it's actually like um 
uh, Robert Jordan in the Eye of the or Wheel of Time book. Exactly. It's a, yeah. it's a, that's it. Do you ever read Except, those? Mm-hmm. No. But I, I heard uh, I heard he's going to open source it actually and make a big wiki out of it and let the sixth <laughs> book just be just fan fan fake. Oh really? R. R. Martin. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. So it's yeah. a fantasy series, right? Yeah. If you're yeah, reading, yeah, the, I'm if sorry, you're reading yeah, it's the a books, fantasy series based around well, it's fantasy and and like political intrigue and like power struggles and stuff like that. But it is based around like a fantasy yeah, but, type of land. And Boromir from Lord of the Rings is in it. Uh, Sean brief, Bean. Mm, Oh, in the series, yes, Mr. Bean. I didn't see Mr. Bean. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great series because it gets a lot of people into the that whole genre that isn't into you know magic necessarily. But then as the series goes on, it becomes far more magical. So it's like heroin, really. You start slow, and then it sucks you in, and then before you know it, you got like chicks riding around on dragons and it's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. Will it make me want to play World of Warcraft? Yes, absolutely. Oh. We're on we're on the seventh year of trying to convince you to play that <laughs> no, game. Maybe this is like yeah. gateway drug here. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I bet you most people who listen to the show are probably already aware of Game of Thrones. That's my guess. It's kind of a phenomenon um, right now, anyway. It has been for do, past years. You know, I am late to the party on a lot of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you that. You never know, though. Uh, that, and that's what, exactly why we do this, this segment, because... Uh, Actually, you know, I'll read a lot of sites sometimes, and I'll come across stuff that I never knew about just because somebody's a fan of it and talks about it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So that's yeah. why we do it. So I mean, even like, um, you know, pimping why on demand is so great. <laughs> like, you know. Exactly right. Are you watching that on on demand? Yeah. Oh, it's available there. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Uh, all right, I'll go next. Um, past Bastard. couple of weeks. I, I totally wanted to go next. Too bad, too bad. No, Irrele- I'm go next. Irrelevant bill. Irrelevant. I really want to go next. All right, hey, then shut go. your pie hole bill. Hurry up. Okay, all right. So Avengers right, came so, out. Oh, I don't know if everybody ass. saw it. Marvel Studios. <laughs> you're Joe- such an ass. <laughs> Irrelevant bill is indignant. Indignant bill. Irreconcilable bill. Irascible. All right, All right, so yeah, I'm watching this uh, this cartoon. I've been watching this cartoon for a while, but I'm a big. Uh, I mean, you guys know I like the Marvel stuff, and I like the, the you know the whole Marvel movies and the last Avenger stuff. And there's a cartoon they put out called Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, uh, and it's from Marvel Studios and the whole nine yards. And yes, it's a cartoon. I am a 40-year-old man watching a cartoon like a little child. However... At least you um, watch it with your kids, though, right? I mean, that's uh, cool, right? Yeah, well... You're yeah, never getting late again. Probably not, but I'm married, so, you know... <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Anyways, so... Uh, <laughs> kids, ask your parents, or don't. Um, but it is written, uh, or at least uh, head headed off by Jeff Loeb, who is a comic book writer who's pretty freaking awesome. Um, comic book fans will know him from doing um, Batman Long Halloween and Hush. And <laughs> Anyways, Jeff Loeb, he's a pretty awesome guy. And the thing is, is that much like um, back in the 90s, there was the Batman the Animated Series, who was written by some pretty awesome writers as well, and it was very um, adult-ish. It sort of crossed that fine line. Avengers is kind of like that. Um, and what's cool about it is, is that I find myself being like totally captured by it because it's a lot like the movies if they were able to bring in all of the Marvel characters into the, into the movie. So it like has crossovers with the Fantastic Four and the X-Men and all the like third party characters that are in the books. And it, each episode 
uh, they're dealing with like this like constantly evolving storyline like any adult show. It's actually pretty cool. They're doing the um, I'm in the second season right now, and they're doing the Secret Invasion storyline, which is basically for anybody who knows, it's the shape changing scrawl aliens are taking over the planet and they're infiltrating, and they're nobody knows who's out? well. Not if I don't tell you who the scrolls are. Let's or who, which one? Which one of the Marvel characters? So, anyways, but uh, it's awesome. It's really, really good. And um, the downside is, is that after the end of season two, they've canceled it, and um, they're replacing it by a new animated series called Avengers Assembled. But it's written by the same people, headed the same direction. They're just reshuffling the characters to be more in line with the movie and that universe. Is that going to be like Voltron? Is that Avengers Assembled? You know, Probably like, like the Voltron vehicles. of Assemble? Yes, like they all awesome. assemble to become like one That'd giant. Awesome. Super, they, See, they, this they, is they a reason. Galactus. This is a reason why I hate comic books, though. Because it always seems to me... You that, don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. I do understand what you're talking about. But it's so much effort to sort of understand... You know, I like to get my mind around a, a universe, right? Like, you, you sort of get involved in the universe. You understand the characters. You understand their dynamics. You understand their history. And then... You know, these comic book companies notoriously just wipe out everything, push the reset button, and they either start yeah. from scratch or you go into these alternate universes where they start from scratch and heads off in a different direction. It, it drives me nuts. That's why I, I <clears throat> really hated the new Spider Man movie that came out, not to go off track, but it's sort of Marvel related. But if they're going with an Avengers assembled in 2013 to be in line with the movies, I mean, what happened to Avengers EMH and all the work that you put into understanding all that and the enjoyment? And, like, I bet there were. I bet there are cliffhangers and Avengers and EMH. Aren't you pissed? Aren't you mad? Don't you want to storm the Bastille and just say, what the hell, Jeff Loeb? Why? Why, no. man? Yeah. I'm used to it. It's so what they do. You're like an well, abused you know, wife. I'm, no, but you, you know how it is, right? The comic books have like, because we were talking about this, because you've got all a lot of the more recent run in the past couple years of those mm -hmm. books. Yeah. When you were a kid, there was a completely different storyline going on. <clears> and now there's another completely different. It's almost like each generation gets its chance at at redoing the mythos, right? And that's all it is. This is what is. they've done with Star Trek. This is what they did with Battlestar Galactica. Look, this is how they make money, Bill. Uh, mm. This is business. It's America. And the death... Wait, uh, my question is, the guy who wrote the death of Captain America? Yeah. Was he a big Republican? I really don't know. Did he die right when Obama got in office? I don't really... No. It was oh, earlier than dude. that. It was back in like 06. We could talk politics. <laughs> Mike desperately wants to talk politics. I'm so again, confused. So does Bill. I'm so confused. Was he a Republican because he Mike, killed somehow America? Somehow Mike just tied in the death of Captain America with Republicans and yeah. Obama. I don't know how that worked. I don't. Yeah. Wait, anyway. did you say death of Obama? Actually, Don't no. say that, dude. <laughs> I didn't say that. Death of capitalism. Stop that. Stop. We're going to get Homeland Security. Service going to be here any minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's Avengers EMH, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. You can actually see this uh, on iTunes. You can buy the DVDs, although I don't suggest that because they're doling them out in typical marketing Disney crap fashion where they give you like half seasons and don't don't even bother. iTunes is probably a way to get them, or you can always go with other methods. <laughs> and last but not least, Mr. Tickner, bored out of his mind, clearly... What crap do you want to bore us with? I'm not bored out of my mind. I no, found yeah, those yeah, pre prior two topics incredibly fascinating. Mm -hmm. I, no, it, no, they actually were really interesting. The thing that I'm interested in, though, that's far more interesting than those interesting topics, which is of interest. 
No, what I've been doing recently, what have I been what have I been doing this week? I've been building drones, my friends. Building drones. I've been building Oh, is that a fancy way of saying RC airplanes? No, it's a real drone. So what happened was a couple of years ago, my son turned ten, about a year and a half ago, and what I did is I and Bryce is a part of the I'm sorry, Aloysius was a part of this. Because I said, What am I gonna buy him for his birthday? And we were going around looking at whatever. And by the way, I think for his birthday, I, I've almost convinced my wife because his birthday's coming up in the next month to buy him a, a twenty-two. But my, I, I don't think <laughs> a twenty-two rifle. Yeah, but I don't okay. think that's going to go over very well here in Southern California. So it may I'm end up sure being it just, well. You're, you're being t- a twenty-two rifle is uh, like an air gun that can kill people. Yeah, well, I think we're going to get just an air gun that can't kill people. Oh, and then come be, on! Yeah, all right, anyways, well, we'll anyway. talk about that later. Can so, I send him a grenade? Anyway, we're looking all over the internet, and we found that the prices of like RC aircraft have come way down. So I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be great to get my son an RC airplane? So I bought him one, and then he thought it was cool, and then he got bored of it, and then I thought it was cool, and I didn't get bored of it. And so then what I did is I strapped a, uh, a, uh, a, a camera to the front of it, and then I kept tinkering with it and tinkering with it. So now I'm at the point where I've got a, a closed-circuit security camera on the front of an RC aircraft that can fly out about 60 miles and back <laughs> and it's got an autopilot on it and a stabilization and I sit there with these goggles on that have two little television screens in the front of them and I can see everything that's going on in the front of the airplane as I'm flying it out 60 miles away okay so I have to say this is insanely cool yes I, yet, I'll give you props the first the first thing that comes to mind though that I instantly think of is aren't you like at all worried about Homeland Security showing up at your house asking you about building these drones. You've got you have built a autonomously controlled vehicle that can go out 60 miles with an unknown payload. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> an unknown payload. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can strap something to it. You can strap something to it. You could use that thing as a BOMB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, B-O-M-B. look, I, I, so, I ask you this. That's so Homeland Security can't oh, track this oh. podcast and you know. They don't. They're not savvy to spelling it out. It's like a little child. <laughs> Homeland Security is yeah. going to be all over this. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's all. Get listen, us through the listen. airport without getting. Yeah. But I mean, you know, not to be indelicate about it or anything. Homeland Security. You, I would. I would instantly be concerned about that. Yeah. You're building some pretty high tech Al Qaeda, you know, shit here. You know. I ask you this: Was Bruce Wayne concerned about Homeland Security? Okay, that's what, that's all. That's all I gotta say. Oh, this in my, is part of your constant thing that you want to be Batman. By that's the way, pretty much it. Infernal Bill wants to be Batman. It, the next thing that and I'm he's gonna not do, kidding. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna strap up night vision cameras to it. I'm gonna have a little spotlight, and then I'm gonna have a megaphone, and I'm gonna I'm gonna help Homeland Security. I'm gonna fly citizens, over. Citizens, return to your home. You know, citizens. There is nothing to see here. Please disperse. <laughs> Put a yeah, you could you could put like a big bullhorn on it, yeah, guide or something like that. But right. you could, you know, there's. I think that's awesome. You could be like Batman without the risk. You could like yeah, true, fly right? around and that's like it. try to break up crime with your airplane. But then you know somebody's gonna grab it and tear it to shreds. But you could lease it out to the cops. Well, forget that. For, lease it out to the cops. No way. I'm gonna put this the, is a the, business right here. The man. airsoft you can make a gun, dollars. The airsoft gun that I was gonna buy my son for his birthday. That's going on the plane. See, so then now I can actually defend myself when I'm up there, and if I actually if you, see if you arm your drone at all, you must be at risk. You have to be. This can't be legal, dude. You know what you could do though? The government now is flying around a lot of drones. Like if right. you if you see any of the articles lately, U of M has a drone. Yeah, they're all flying over the up place. drones all over the place yeah. to fly over the country. You know the you, funny thing is, you here's could, a funny you thing could is. have like fighter warfare here. You could send your drones up against oh, the government drones. You and could take sell them out. to people. You could say you want to counteract these government drones 
I got oh, the stuff right yeah, here. Yeah, that's good. That would, that's not going to land you in federal prison. I guarantee. The, the, fu- the funny that, thing is, the weapons that you put, you don't have to put a weapon on it. You can just put you know little cans of gasoline, <laughs> just fuel. You know, like that guy. Listen, yeah, Mike, I Mike, only Mike fly I my drones you. for we good. We want to assure you, you Bill, can... as your friends, that that doing this will not lend you in federal prison. So <laughs> no. when you do it, please record it. Correct. Uh, and send it <laughs> and to send us it so we can get it on YouTube immediately because it's going to be awesome. But we promise you, none of this will land you in prison. There was an aircraft carrier that was parked out um, uh, it was the USS Abraham Lincoln <laughs> this gets was better and better yeah, gonna, you did, please tell me you flew the drone out to the aircraft I, I was carrier. I was very tempted to go land on the deck or at least do a flyby. <laughs> that would be awesome. You would have been shot down long before you got there. <laughs> no, so they couldn't shoot awesome. me down. They're not going to shoot bullets because neighborhoods were on the other side. So there's no way they were going to like just you know take out the was 60 caliber cannon and just start launching you know ballistics. Cannon? Oh, dude, no way. You didn't. Did you seriously do it? Did no, you even I come didn't. close? No, well, I got probably within about, you know, half a mile of it. And then really? these, Yeah, and then Blackhawk helicopters came <laughs> and Shut started. Up, really? Yeah, like where they were flying right over my head, to, you know, just to see exactly who I was, and then I landed and waved and I said, really? I'm Infernal Bill from Taverncast And they said, Oh, can we have your autograph? I said, Maybe later and you know, it was cool. Yeah, okay. So what part of that story is true? It was all true except for the part where they radioed down to me but the Blackhawk helicopters did come over okay see that to me is a sign of stop that <laughs> yeah. that says to me maybe this isn't the best hobby to pursue anymore maybe I've taken my hobby to the level of problem no. what if you sat in an apartment somewhere and controlled this thing out the window yeah cause yeah. what's next for you that's easy like, no no that what, is you're like ultimate prank if you could actually take you mean you'd lose your plane obviously mm-hmm. but you knew you'd have to scratch all the serial numbers off it, but you could land this thing on an aircraft carrier just to, sure. with your camera, with the video, just to see if you could actually do oh, it. Oh, you totally this could. Guy go to prison, you know that. It's, they, very, they it's, it's very simple to do. You know, the funny thing is, is that when you mentioned the U of M drones, and they, I was reading an article that got one at uh, some research facility in Oregon. To, they're using drones to go um, check out like eagles or eagles' nests or something. The technology that they're using it's about six months behind what what I've been using. <laughs> <laughs> You're more advanced than the. Uh, no, yeah. the government's got stuff. DHS is flying them around now in most of the major cities. Mm-hmm. You could sell kits for this. Absolutely. And my wife keeps telling me I should go out to the police department and kind of like do consulting work on the side. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. See, honestly, if you were uh, if you were in my area, I but, would know when Bruce you were flying Wayne it. But Bruce never would did out. consulting work. He was yeah. on his own. Okay. I'm just saying, crime. I would be your arch nemesis because if I if you were out here and you were flying it out here, I would go outside with my shotgun and I would like skeet <laughs> that thing out of the air. He's flying higher than your shotgun. I'd get the rifles Easily. out then and I'd take that thing out. Easily, You'd I could like, go up five miles. I can go into the clouds. Can you? Yeah. Dude, yeah. what's next for you? Are I you going to get dude, like a... This may not be a Batman thing, but you could be like Robin. Robin consulting. <laughs> <laughs> someday. Someday I'll achieve He also enjoyed Duché. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anyway, if you have any drone questions, be sure to ask Mike Monin. That's M-I-N. <laughs> and Janet Napolitano. <laughs> Secret Service. Oh, Mike Monin. <laughs> She's lots of fun. It's Warcraft Minute with Madison.
And now it is time for the World of Warcraft Minute. This is all, Taverncast has always been a World of Warcraft podcast, and we do not want to let an episode go by without broadcasting something about the okay World of Warcraft. It. What? <laughs> Nothing. What was that? Hello? No. Hello? Go ahead. Click. Uh, so we're going to go to our number one expert on the World of Warcraft, none other than Hawkeye. Take it away, Mike. <laughs> Actually, let him go for a minute. Let's see what he does. Yeah, absolutely. On the world, gosh, you guys caught me for a minute. Okay, so uh, World of Warcraft. Okay, so my, my recent experience with World of Warcraft was two videos that got sent out on Twitter. One from Bryce that I stupidly followed, which went out to... It was like he 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 prefaced the tweet with best video ever. Wow, you know like, it's gonna be good, you know. And so I went to it going, what is it, you know? And I thought it might be something inappropriate, but it wasn't. And <laughs> it was World of Warcraft, which was super inappropriate for me because I was like, this, this is lame. And then not either be, a little before that or a little after that, um, Adam. Uh, Michelle. Michelle sent out a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> What's that fake name we're giving? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, uh, Michelle had sent out a tweet uh, with something saying "best video ever," but it was a World of Warcraft music video, and I was like, "Oh, people are cycling back to World of Warcraft. Uh, turn off, Twitter, turn off." <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> so Mike's right. a huge fan. Yeah. So, cl- so clearly, Mike. Okay, so Mike knows not. All right, so our, okay, so let's do. Our World of Warcraft expert, none other than Aloysius. Bryce, go ahead, take it away. Uh, Mists of Pandaria. Thank, thank you. That sounded like Crowley. <laughs> All right, so clearly none of us are playing World of Warcraft, so I had to bring in a special guest. Uh, a true World of Warcraft expert, none other consultant? than a 10 year old girl. <laughs> All right, 10-year-old little girl, what's your name? Madison. Madison. And Madison, do you play World of Warcraft? A lot. <laughs> All right, well, do you have something to tell us about World of Warcraft? Yes. My topic is the pet battle system for companions. There is going to be the new pet battle system, and if you want some cool companions, then listen. Here are some hard companions to get. Disgusting Moosling, Sea Pony, and maybe, maybe Singing Sunflower. Sea Easy pony. ones are viable ones such as dragon hawk hatchlings, moths, cats, and snakes. I've tried to get a really hard one called the Kieran Tor Familiar. You have to be a really lucky person to get that. There are still more companions. My tip is get as many as you can and have fun with it. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, the fifth grade, ten-year-old report, World of Warcraft. Not, let me just say it, in all... Absolute, honestly, that might be the most authoritative and up to date information on Warcraft we have had in maybe five cutest. years. <laughs> Definitely the cutest. If uh, Infernal Dad um, ups your pay, will you come back on the show and tell us more? Yes, I will. <laughs> All right, very he good. Is, Thank he, you. Is, he is paying you, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> all right, gotta go. Guilty. All right, thank you, Madison. Good to have you on the show. And that's the World of Warcraft Minute. <laughs> So I want to know, 
you guys collect anything? And by collectible, like, you mean, like, hoarding? Uh, yes. Well, no. See, collecting turns into hoarding if you take it too far. Or if it's not worth anything. Mm-hmm. Is there is there an inverse of collecting? Like, like if you I, don't collect if, enough? If I collect newspapers, that's hoarding. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I, if you collect newspapers at all, it's probably if, hoarding. If I collect Hubbles... Wait, wait, that wait, might wait. be hoarding. Wait, wait, wait. Is is collecting like um, like when you have major events like nine eleven or something? You collect like the front page. Is that considered hoarding? No, I, I think, think it's considered hoarding if you have a stack taller than yourself. A hoarding. Oh, is, I would say it's even less than that. I think hoarding has got to have some kind of obsessive behavior to it, though, right? Like you can't stop. Like you got to collect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, Bryce. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Because I got a whole list here, and you guys are probably going to be like, I don't know. I collect vagina when you're married. I collect ass. See, this is one of those moments, again, where, you know, Bill is like, I'm so superior to you guys. Like, I'm on this geek show, but in reality, I know nothing about that. I pretty much just sit around. I may talk, but, like, I know what, you know, George R.R. Martin is and World of Warcraft. But in actuality, I just sit around in my leather chair in the office thinking about vagina, <laughs> cigars, and single malt whiskey. The two That's are mutually exclusive. And Can you baseball. have both? Yeah. Little like column A, Williams. little column B. <laughs> like NBC Nightly News. Yeah. I just collect vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Nightly News with Brian Williams. Tonight, Tom vagina on the rampage. <laughs> A city in turmoil. <laughs> Vagina everywhere as millions flee. Vagina has been uh, suspended from the Olympics. Okay, how did we get from collectibles to vagina? Are we switching this out? This? Because Welcome Ron to Tavern Cast. Cast. Is it just going to be like bleep, 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 bleep? What, you're going to beep vagina? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What? I'm just wondering. I'm not an edit. You're an edit. Like we could talk about like kneecap. And you don't beep kneecap. Why not? It's a body part. It's kind of like the count. You ever seen the Count Dracula where they just bleep out what he's saying? He's I'm, like, five bleeping cookies. <laughs> it's, like, it's hilarious, dude. Any, do you guys actually collect anything? Is there anything you actually consider yourself to be a collector of? <clears throat> I, I have something. Okay. Hot sauce. Really? That's I true. collect hot sauce. Seriously? Every yeah, time does, I'm yeah. on a trip or going somewhere interesting or find an interesting bottle, I collect it. What now? How did you start doing that? You had to make a conscious decision. You didn't like, like at the age of five, say I love hot sauce. Did you? <laughs> so I, it started with Taco Bell packets. I had all these different Taco Bell. Pa- I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Taco Bell packets. But uh, no, it, I really like hot sauce. I like spice and all the different uh, regions around that I've traveled in, and they all have slightly different types of definition for heat and spice. And so I don't know. I just got the idea to take a bottle with me because I liked it, and then all of a sudden I'm like. I have ten bottles, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's my thing. I guess I get hot sauce now. Or I, I have a fond memory of Mike from, uh, oh, it's probably like a dozen years or so ago when we worked together at a company in Ann Arbor, but he brought in uh, a bag of uh, chips, uh, like salsa chips, and yeah, um, right. a bunch of hot sauces, and that was like some of my first exposure to real hot sauce as opposed to, say, like... Um, Tabasco. Tabasco, yeah, 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 which is, you know, good flavor, but it's not really hot. And the stuff Mike was bringing in was like, oh, my God. Well, there's there's different ones. I mean, some some are more flavorful and some are more heat, and you mix them up. I mean, if you, maybe you want heat with flavor, and so you can mix them up and get that. Like, but wait, you're not talking about that. Wait, I'm, I'm confused. Are you talking about hot sauce from like different places you've been to throughout the world, or are you saying like different kinds of hot sauce you can get from different stores? 
No, different places in the world, but it's and, But then do you eat? So if you go to like Hackensack and you get the Hackensack sauce, do you, well, I mean, do you use it like, or do you display it? Yeah, it's not like I go to Hackensack. It's like I go to, I don't know, I'll go to Dominica in the Caribbean and they have a scotch bonnet pepper sauce that's very spicy and it's got a lot of flavor. But you eat this stuff. But do oh, you, yeah, yeah. You yeah, eat I eat it. Yeah, yeah. It so doesn't that, go bad. I mean, that's one of the beautiful things is it doesn't go bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be there for ten years, and it's it's just vinegar based. So but you'll use not, it up. But you'll use it up though at some point. And then, it, well, yeah, but that still counts. Yeah. Like okay, so I, I mean, I'm not jumping to mine, but I'm just backing them up because I won't cover this on mine. But I mean, like in a sense, I do the same thing with wine. Like mm-hmm. we go around and we collect good bottles of wine, but we're going to drink them eventually. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still it's still fair. Like it's still an appreciation you have of that particular thing, right? Yeah. Your collect. It's an odd. Collection doesn't necessarily have to mean you collect it and then never do anything with it. Oh. I think maybe that's unfair. Oh. What? What's the problem? Nothing. I had my um, I had one of my settings on my um record. My recording's fine, but it does. It's not going to sound as awesome as it should. Should oh, I know? I have something called an excitifier. <laughs> wait, has that been your secret all along? Oh wait, wait. You know what? I want to hear the difference. If the excitifier hasn't been on, yeah, is it on now? No, I can turn it on. Should I turn, turn it on? on and then let me hear what happens? Right. This is the excitifier, <laughs> and it's, you, you'll hear it. It's in the it's in the recording part of it. So I that gave you too much credit. I just thought you were just so naturally that. excited. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. Absolutely. Who knew it was a digital filter? <laughs> it was like you're like Millie Vanilli over there, smoking right? mirrors. <laughs> good, good, good girl. Blame it oh, on oh, the oh. side of fire. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's Millie, an interesting Millie concept. Millie Vanilli, uh, Bill. <laughs> it's an interesting concept to actually have a collectible consumable. Because it's, it's almost like an oxymoron, right? Because in my mind, whenever you have something that you're going to collect, you want to keep it forever, right? Or you're going to keep it to trade it because it becomes super valuable, maybe? Well, I mean, you can look at it that way, but I mean, I don't see any reason why you have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Mike is legitimately collecting them. He's just not ripping through them in a night. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying he's It's a little harder to do with wine, like I was talking about, than it is with hot sauce, but mm-hmm. it works. He's not like a collector poser, necessarily. I mean, I mean I'm not accusing no. him of, you know faking out the whole collecting or delegitimizing or being, you know, some kind of like, you know, lame ass <laughs> foo as it were for Why, why you got to be down on Mike's collection? <laughs> but um but no, just the idea of of eating your collection. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think that I actually think your that collection is kind of cool. I kind of forgot you were doing that. Oh. I never would have really thought of it as a collection, but now that I think about it, like that's that's pretty awesome. You know who hasn't thought it was, it's been cool? Mm. It's like women that have lived with me. <laughs> like get it out of the fridge because <laughs> I they tend to accumulate in the fridge. All right, so I have a sideline hot sauce question. Then I, I, I have a theory about something. I want to know what you because because Mike is now the resident expert on hot sauces. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's my theory, and I'm serious about this. I I love hot sauces and I love hot food, right? You go to a Chinese restaurant, you order Chinese food. I have tried every way that I can think of to get these people to make a dish that is hot enough that I'm actually like, wow, that's a great dish and it is hot, okay? They cannot do it. Oh, man, the, <laughs> the place on uh, Kai Garden on Main Oh, no, here he come again. Uh, <laughs> the crazy white man, he wants the hot food. We don't give a hot food. They, I, uh, I like why, to did, why do all your accents end up reverting to either Peruvian or Italian? <laughs> that was supposed to be some offshoot of Asian blood. Why, Noah, he got the... I mean, oh. what Asian talks like that? That's like some weird <laughs> Italian... What, what is that? The Asian he, people in the audience are like, dude, really? He Derek. crazy. <laughs> Derek's over there going... 
<laughs> if, you're gonna, if you're gonna stereotype, try stereotyping the right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, though, I mean, are like Kai Garden on Main really? Street. They've made a dish that I've literally sat there. It was on a, I was on a date. I mean, this was years ago. But I, I ate there recently, and again, it was very spicy. I didn't tell them to make it super hot, but it was spicy. Huh. Well, and it was literally, tears were coming down my face. Because I was eating at places in California that were like legitimate Chinese restaurants, like with real Chinese food, not the Americanized Yeah, but stuff. real Chinese food nobody likes. Well, I, I, see, I don't really like it that much either, but I was like, so I was like, kill me. <laughs> kill me. Okay? And they'll come out, and they're like, oh, not hot enough. I'm like, no, not hot enough. It's It's like mild. And so they bring me out like... The pepper relish and the yeah. regular hot sauce. Now the mustard is spicy, but the mustard but they like, have that's more like, like horse horseradish, radish, wasabi yeah. or something, yeah. right? And but so I don't know. Is it like that the Asian peppers are not the as hot? Short as little the... pepper. Like if you go to Kai Garden and you get like some dish like Mongolian beef or something like that, yeah. and you're like make it hot and use those little red peppers, they will litter it with. Because I eat those red peppers like raw. I just yeah. eat them, when I, especially yeah, when they're right. roasted. They're good, but, but it'll do the job. All right, interesting. Bill, yes. what's, uh, what do you collect? Do you collect anything? <clears throat> you know, when I was a kid, there were some kids that, that were in the neighborhood that collected stickers. I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah, I remember scratch and snips and I used to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. there were, and the very next thing to stick, so you got like a book and you put stickers in the book. Do you and guys you think could, scratch and stiff would fly today? No. You know, I don't know. It no might, way. In a kind of weird way. No, it's... It's not what, what was on those two? You know that chemical couldn't have been because like, oh, Agent Orange on the scratch <laughs> stickers. What was on that? I don't know. It's probably why we're all going to die of cancer in about 10 years because of scratch and sniff pizza smell. Look, Mom, it smells like chocolate, and she had a stroke, but I never put the two together. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, you bring up scratch and sniffs. I did collect those, mm-hmm. and actually, in a weird way, I think that turned me off from collecting because I think, so like, the you know, from whatever, second grade to... Uh, Sixth grade, I was collecting scratch and stuff because that's what everybody was doing. And so you get this huge collection. It was like this thing. And then by the time you get to high school, you look back and you see this book and you're like, I spent all this energy collecting this shit. What, yeah. What's that about? And hey, uh, like, Mike Monin, go yeah. f*** yourself, okay? You just took exactly what I was going to say oh, on my topic. I made an excellent scratch at a point, and then you just turned it into the Mike Monin story. Thank you very much. Well, turn down the excited fire. Turn it down. <laughs> No, but that's, that's not, it. That sounds like the that sounds like the uh, envy of fire. Right there. No, no, that, that's it. I had a I had a really similar experience. I, you know, you collect those things and you have a giant book of them, and then you look back, you're like, "What the hell? This is ridiculous!" Right. Look so I never I, I've never collected anything since. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I got one that's kind of like that too. When I was uh, I don't know several several years back, I had uh, Star Trek figures from Playmates Toys when they came out in like '95 <laughs> or whatever. And they were a big thing if you were a Star Trek fan. So I had all of them and dumped a considerable amount of money into them, thinking that, oh, you know, at that stage, oh, I would always want these and I'm going to put them in a display case or whatever. They're in the basement. <laughs> I can't sell them. They're not worth anything. Is that I'm right? I'm around until I have a kid and maybe I'm just going to open them up and say, Wait, are, are they, They're in the case still? Right? They're in the packages, you... but they're not worth anything. I really? check all really? the time. Yeah, they're just not. They're, they saturated the market with these things, and idiots like me went out and bought them, thinking, "Yeah, they're going to be rare." Oh, you're you know, a, you know what though? I was an idiot. You're speculating back when I, on when Star I first Trek bought some of them. There were a few that I paid a couple hundred bucks for, be, for for one little plastic figure because it was rare at the time. And had I been smart, you I should have sold it right then. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was a bubble, dude. You yeah, just, I know. Bubble. I pop. missed the bubble. Yeah. So yeah. never know. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, fifty fifty, eighty eighty. Like so I would tell you, I had a whole list of things here that I sort of thought as collectibles, but as you guys are talking, I'm like, no, 
these things that I have. I don't want to admit these are, things. Well, no, they're just not really collectibles. <laughs> like, in, in I've a, got a great collection of Peter North films, kids. <laughs> <ask you this. laughs> well, wait, before I even do the one that I'm going to bring up that I think really is a, a collectible, Bill, did you have anything else? That well, I ever you collected? You bought them out with stickers and you ended there. No, and it, it turned me off so much to collecting that I sort of live a bit of a Spartan life. I mean, if you, my office in the entire firm is like the cleanest. Whenever I, That's the number one comment people come up with. That and the fact that I've got a Star Wars poster right next to this poster of Tron sitting on my, uh, on my wall. The people come in and they look at my desk and it's just, you know, there's nothing there. I don't, I don't have paper. I don't have any clutter. I'm very anti-clutter. And I, I think it comes from... Just that, as well as the, um, I, I just don't quite get it. It doesn't really, you know, sort of consuming. The, other than if, unless it's memorabilia, right? I mean, from places that you've been or it's meaningful to you. Um, but I, I think I could find myself easily getting sucked into becoming that obsessive part of it, where you gotta collect them all, as it were. And um, I don't want to go down that road. So I just, I've never, I've never collected anything really. See, and that's, that's, I think, what changed my mind about the list that I had. So I had things like I these little um, Godzilla, current Godzilla figures that are actually pretty awesome and expensive. But the thing is, I don't really want them all. I only want a, a few of them. And then I had stuff like firearms. Like, I'm a big gun guy, right? But I'm not collecting every firearm under the sun. I just have a passion for that. So that's more like a hobby than it is a collectible, mm-hmm. right? So and, and I already talked about wine. I don't think it's really a, something that I collect uh, in an obsessive way to like get them all. Like I'm not driven to get a certain vintage or something. But I do have one, and there's one on the list that I'm like, no, for the most part, this is like a collection. And that's um, film scores, movie scores. Because I have spent years, in some cases, looking for a rare film score. Uh, things come to mind are the score to Damnation Alley by Jerry Goldsmith, or the original Gremlin score by Jerry Goldsmith, which for years wasn't available and you couldn't find it. And I searched dun, dun, all over dun, the place. Oh, yeah, I know where you can dun, get that. Dun, 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 well, you, it's out now. You can get it at jerrygoldsmith.com. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so yeah, I, I go out of my way to find um, or iTunes. decent scores, and you, I have, or some, the, or I have score, some really rare or the, ones. Or the score, Bill Danny Elf, or Danny Elfman's score to Beetlejuice. Or Danny Elfman's score to Men in Black. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, I think that's mine. Oh, no, um, be, um, Men in Black is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for derailing my shit. What I mean, since I derailed it, I have to say, I have to say. Bryce did give me one of the greatest Christmas presents I've ever got in my entire life, which is he gave me a sampling, a mere sampling of his vast score and some of the lesser-known um, selections that he had, the hard-to-find stuff. He's totally stuff from, underappreciative, too. He's just like, uh, what's this? I never no, heard of this movie. That's what's not true at all. What is I mean, this? And I'm like, oh, that's nothing. That's just something that like maybe 500 people on the planet have. But I yeah. was like, oh, I don't like this one as much as the Danny no, no, no. So Some of it... See, you're selling me up the river. That's not true. He had no idea that I actually also have an apprentice <laughs> you guys think i'm joking i'm not joking and I'm, when i'm saying this it sounds like i'm joking but i careful, also do careful careful don't blow your whole rep i Here, do let very me, let me much fix this for you 
I, I, what I'm what I'm really meaning to say is that I have a lot of cigars. I really when like I vagina. Was, I watch a lot of sports. Back I really in, hate geeks and all nerds. Dude, back in high school when I was just scoring cheerleader <laughs> crazy, I would just totally put on the score to Batman. It was sweet. <laughs> More Danny Elfman, by the way. Who, but the, who um, are you? I'm Bill Tickner. Bill's <laughs> just like like Lord Tyrion. <laughs> you, ever, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? He's a dwarf. Yeah. Game of Thrones reference. Okay, continue. No, I was just going to say, the, the, some of the stuff that you had on your list, I actually already had. But some of it I hadn't heard in years. Like, for example, the theme to Crawl. I mean, that is what... I, I, it made I had to go and get that movie again, and what a great movie Crawl is! For those of you who are, may not be children of the '80s and don't know what we're talking about, you got to go out and get Crawl the movie. It's it's spectacular. Such By a spectacular, good movie. he means spectacularly craptastic, <laughs> yes. but, but, but yes. in, in but, kind of a good and cheap. Yes, right. Crawl being dude, the guy's got like a spinning knives called a glade that he could control and like you know kill some phantom you know uh, monster with like really bad effects. It's awesome. Oh, it was really a good, good fantasy. Film, but I never would have said it's the most awesome film ever. The music was spectacular. Oh, it was such a good music. What about yeah, Con- music Conan had Conan had a great score. So did Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk had a yeah. Lady score. Hawk's pretty good. No. Pretty good. Yep. And so I know all go. that from all my D and D days. Conan, the <laughs> yeah, our DM would play these scores from these movies, and I was it was always awesome at setting the mood. Hey, you guys want to do a uh, uh, on Tavern Cast D and D game or something like that? Totally. Kind of like be, what we did fun. when Kinda. I wasn't there. Yeah, you want to like, do one? Yeah, totally. That was, that right, we'll have, like to, we'll have to come up with something and do an hour-long okay. show that's Let's just do it now. playing a game. Okay, and go. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a dark, shadowy forest. There's and a robot. suddenly the gigantic, monstrous Cthulhu vagina monster rises up. Can I climb the tree? I want to climb a tree. All right, let me, let me roll I, that. I want to climb uh, a tree. Here, hold on. Here it is. Uh, you fail. You don't climb Damn the tree. Damn it! I shoot Bill. Uh, oh come on! Not crit- again! Critical success, Bill. You've died. Oh jeez! This Magic game sucks. <laughs> Going home. thing was this week one of the more or some week when we <laughs> recorded oh, yeah, a long some time week. Ago. Say, say say a few weeks ago a few weeks ago <laughs> last year sometime <laughs> 
So, some time ago, I got word that uh, LL Cool J put the burglar that broke into his house in the hospital. And that was just like the start. I'm of the gonna knock you out! <laughs> Mama said knock you <laughs> out! <laughs> broke, basically. So he's not going house. back to Cali. No, he's going to jail. <laughs> and he's going and he's gonna be able to say LL Cool J beat my ass. So, I don't <laughs> think so. I, mean, I just, I think, I've always thought LL Cool J was pretty cool, but now I think he's even cooler. But the other thing. Steve Jobs' house got broken into. They <laughs> took like computers and Wait. stuff. And the way that the, the original stories came out, but post death, post death, yes, yeah, okay. so he's been dead for a little while. And uh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm just wondering the, the interesting segue from LL Cool J. To, that reminds me of Steve Jobs. <laughs> no, I like how I like how you're postdating Steve Jobs right. so that people so that like if the show comes out in it's like 2018, you know, we could. It's, it's still so you might as well be like, did you know that someone attempted the life of President Grant the other day? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so so what was so I read that and and the way it, the way the story original story made was was kind of portrayed was it was um, it didn't look like a targeted robbery at Steve's Jobs' house it was just like a random robbery they took some computers they took interesting you know some stuff and so it was like oh okay well then there was a follow-up story where they found his ipad so apparently there's in san francisco one of these like clowns that are down at the like down trying to collect honk, tips honk. and stuff hey, <laughs> he's, he's playing music out of this ipad uh, out of this ipad and like Somebody, somebody figured out that it was Steve Jobs. How did they? Wait, how did so they figure clown, it out? So of course the clown gets arrested, and he's like, "No, dude, my buddy gave it to me. They were gonna take a trip to Mexico, and the buddy owed him money, so I gave him this iPad instead. The buddy just like busted into this house. It happened to be Steve Jobs. I mean, I'm so confused. A San Francisco clown busted into Steve Jobs' house. No, San Francisco's clown's friend owed the clown money. <laughs> It's like this classic, like, like type of type of show. I can't even envision how that happens. I mean, Steve Jobs' house—I don't know what it looks like, but I can—I've got an idea, and it's probably, right. And it's probably got some pretty good security. I don't. Wait, 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 I, does this mean like the Joker is real? Is this leading to some kind of like revelation of the Joker? Why so the serious, Steve? <laughs> they interviewed the clown, and the clown was like. You're kidding me. This is Steve Jobs. I was an Apple fan and everything. Like, he was like all bummed out about it. But he like, dropped oh. a bunch of jokes. He had the smiley, fa- the, the frowny face <laughs> makeup on that time. <laughs> it's like, this could be an onion story. This- did he did he mime it, though? Did he not actually <laughs> yeah, speak? It was he was not a just, mime. He was pantomiming the, the... So, how did you realize it was Steve Jobs' iPad? He's like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, we're going to take him downtown. It's a wall. Do you climb the wall? Pink, (laughs) red. It's a girl, a boy, small, small person, large, large person. Baby fish mouth, baby fish mouth. (laughs) Baby fish mouth. Okay, what's your name? Mr. Juggles. All right, Mr. Juggles. (laughs) Mr. Juggalo. (laughs) Juggalo. Bringing it back to rap for you. That is a little insane clown pie, little little big D stuff. Bringing it over there. Nice. Speaking of rap, did you hear LL Cool J's house got broken into? Hey, 
Hey, Bryce, before we go, I do want to mention one thing to you. Yeah, what's I that? I have finished oh, the, yeah. uh, the Duchess, uh, the Duché Bourgogne. Duché de... The Duché de Bourgogne. The Duché de Bourgogne. And I do have to say, when I know what I'm expecting, that I know I'm trying to drink beer that is uh, very sour, it's not bad. It actually tastes better. And and the smell... The smell is so bad, it suddenly it kind of turns. It does become good. So I will give it a solid three. Where if I give all other lambics or all lambics rather, like a one and a half or two in the uh, Bill taste book, uh, this gets a solid three. It's not as good as a great beer, but it's better than a lambic. And there you have it. If Bill had taste, it would be a three. Authoritative, <laughs> authoritative from Mr. Chickner, Mr. Miller Lite himself. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hell yeah! If you don't drink Miller Lite, then you drink for the terrorists. Or, or for me. <laughs> and there you have it, another tavern cast in the box. Please don't drive your drones over aircraft carriers. Bye. Bye, everyone. See you, everybody. Fleeing from the Cylon Tyranny, the last battle star, Galactica, leads a ragtag fugitive fleet on a lonely quest. A shining planet. Tavern Cast is performed in a closed recording studio by trained professionals. Do not attempt this show at home. Tavern Cast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have fun and drink responsibly. Tavern Cast is a Snapdragon production. Visit us online at www.taverncast.com. All right, man. Can you get a dog? Can you get a dire wolf? Um, yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not sure? What kind of an expert are you, not sure? We brought no, you no, in no, here no, so you would be that. sure. <laughs> no, the fact that she's not sure, that means she's part of Taron Cash. You oh, can't yeah, know right. everything. Welcome to the show, man. We are paying, Half of we it are she just needs to make up. Like, I think she made up Sea Pony. I'm not sure that I buy that. Was it oh. a sparkle Sea Pony? Oh my well, God, my it's in this totally little sea ball. It's in this little sea ball. Um, you sea get it ball? from fishing. It's like, really hard to ball? get. It. Wait, you get a sea ball? Well, it's a sea pony like in like this floating ball. Of and you ride in the like sea pony no, ball? No, no, it's a companion. <laughs> Wait, did you, did you say it was did a speed ball? Did you change the subject? <laughs> Is that like an eight ball? Wait, <laughs> did you like say a... speed ball? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a, so it's a sea pony. It's like a brony. Like a sea brony. <laughs> brony, yeah. So you're going to be you're super psyched for the pet battles, yeah. right? You are ready. It's all I hear pet battles are kind of like Pokemon. They sound like dog fights. Is that what this is kind of like? It's like a Michael Vick thing. You have to balance out like feeding though. Those that's that gets expensive, doesn't it? You have to feed the pets? What? No, you... I don't know. Oh, that's Mike. How am I supposed to know Sorry. this? Yeah. Mike, yeah. shut up, Mike! Shut yeah. up! Mike. You don't know what you're talking about! Shut up! Well, you still gotta pick up their mess. I mean, you got all these pets, you gotta, you know... Mike just got destroyed. She's like, I don't know! Shut up! Whatever! Oh my gosh! What are you, an Lol. idiot? Why don't you even play the game? You are so lame. What are you, 40? Why are you even on this show? I'm gonna take your spot! Why are you even here? You don't even have a real name! It's like, Hawk Mike? What is that? I don't even know what that is! Is she gonna listen to the show and be like, oh? She may listen to that part of the show. I don't okay. know about that. <laughs>